Amen. I like a little bit of carrying on sometimes. That's good. Faith, faith building, carrying on. <laughs> Amen. Anybody like just have that type of church? I can sit down. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good to be in Bible class on tonight. Amen. Amen. But that's some, that's some faith building songs. Amen. And I feel like that through the word and through our worship, the Lord wants to inspire us and he wants to build up our faith. How many have faith in God? Amen. Amen. You might, again, be standing at the river of impossibility, but have faith in God. I'm, I, I just really feel like the Lord is trying to build up our faith around this place. And I'm hoping that somebody will just surrender to that. Amen. And allow the Lord to inspire you. Amen. To uh, encourage you um, that you will walk this journey and walk in faith. All right. Uh, let's go ahead on tonight. Uh, I do want to get back to our study in the book of Ruth. So let's go ahead and go back to Ruth on tonight. Amen. Everybody glad to be here? Amen. 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 All right. Uh, Ruth chapter number two. And I, I didn't really even touch on it too much last week. I had it written in my notes, but we just, you know, got into the lesson last week. And I just thought last week was just really good. Um, and I feel like that we had already kind of laid a foundation for the class anyway. So, uh, but let's just pick this up. Maybe actually let's go back to Ruth chapter number one. Um, and let's just go back and have a little review right now. Verse number six. Um, then she arose with her daughters-in-law that, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. All right. So she's going back home. I heard that. She's going back home. All right. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. Y'all see that beautiful relationship? You know, they just hugging it out. I could just imagine how they just, you know, um, saying the little goodbyes to each other. The tears are falling. It's just at a very emotional moment. Um, and they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that you may be, uh, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way. All right. So uh, we can go on here and you, we know the story about how Orpah, she kissed her mother-in-law and she just went ahead and told her goodbye. Um, but the scripture says in verse number 14 that Ruth clave unto her. All right. Now, now listen to these beautiful words of Ruth. I want you all to pick this up again. I know we already read this in prior classes, but let's just read it again on tonight. Verse number 15, and she said, you read, go ahead. Okay, so she makes one last ditch effort, you know, to talk some sense into this girl. Now, you, it's, my name is Mara at this point. I've lost it all. There's no uh, sense in you staying with me. There's no children left in my womb. That You can't sit around and just wait for them to grow up, so you might as well just go back home. Um, and so she gives this one last ditch effort to talk some sense into her. But Ruth, listen to her response. And Ruth said, go ahead, you read, entreat.
Uh-huh. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So she saw she couldn't say anything else to her. But one thing I want you to notice is that notice when Naomi uh, decided that she was going to come back home. Uh, now, she had been gone for 10 years. And for 10 years, Ruth was her daughter-in-law. Um, well, assuming it had been a length of time she had been her daughter-in-law. And all the length of time that she was her daughter-in-law, uh, for whatever reason, Naomi never won Ruth over to the Lord. Because in, you see in this scripture, it tells us right here that finally, after 10 years, when finally Naomi decides to come on back home, that's when Ruth tells her, well, I'm going to make your God my God. All right? Your people will be my people. And there's a little Bible class in that. When you decide to come home, when you decide to get done with your backsliding, uh, you never know who's going to come on back home with you. All right? You never know who you can draw. While you're over there, out there in the world, doing your own thing over in Moab, living like everybody else, um, you won't win anybody. But as soon as Naomi comes to herself and she recognizes that none of, this things is, none of these things are working out for me, I'm coming back home. Notice Ruth comes along with her and she makes a decision, I want to make your God my God. All right, but this incredible love that Ruth had for Naomi. Now, Naomi, uh, she was a Moabitess, and we know that Moabitess, are a Mo the, the children of Moab, they were pagans, and, you know, they served uh, these pagan gods, and it was even said that they would even sacrifice their own children to these gods. And so all these crazy things that are going on, but yet, nonetheless, Ruth decides to turn. She turns from her ways, and she decides to serve the Lord, all right? She decides to make Naomi's God her God, all right? In this incredible story, we can see a beautiful example of love. How many people in here, you know that love is important? Y'all know that, right? Amen. Now, if we can see that, you know, Naomi, or Ruth, rather, she was just coming out of the world. She wasn't no spring chicken at all, you know? Uh, Ruth, she had had some prior history, um, you know, Ruth had lived in Moab for quite some time. There's no telling what she was involved in. But yet still, we can look at her as an example of two things, loyalty and love. It's interesting that we can look at somebody who others would call a pagan, and we can still see examples of love and, and loyalty. And how much more should we be able to look at the body of Christ and see examples of love and loyalty? Amen. Would you agree with that at least? Amen. We should be able to look around this congregation. If I can look at Ruth the Moabitess, surely I can look at one of the saints of God and see somebody with an example of love. All right. Uh, love is, is, is very important. And that's what I want to talk about in some ways on tonight. We're talking about turning the page in our relationships. And so already you see that Ruth is already starting to turn the page in her, her own life. She's like, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to move in a new direction. All right. Now let's go over here to John chapter number 13. And I want to talk about love for a little while. And then I'm going to get into the meat of the lesson on tonight. John 13 and 34 What's that say? A new commandment I give unto you, that you do what? As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. All right? By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. Now, let me just play with that for a minute. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, 
if you have a whole lot of prayer meetings, if you have a whole lot of uh, Bible classes and Bible studies, and, you know, if you are just, we constantly, you know, on a fast, and, you know, is that, is that how people are going to know that we are his disciples? No. By how, how will they know that we're his disciples? If we, if we really love each other, all right? So notice that. When people start to see um, the camaraderie, um, and the love that we have amongst ourselves, that will draw people to be a part of this place. Wouldn't you agree with that? I know I want to be a part of something that's loving. Now, if y'all, if I come in some place and they knocking each other up the, uh, upside of the head and uh, cussing and fussing and shooting and doing all, I'm going, I just V-line right to the door. I don't know about you, but I'm up out of here, all right? Anytime I see a whole bunch of stuff, I don't even like being at certain stores. If I see somebody start getting mad and agitated, boy, I try to get through the checkout real, real fast and get to my car because, you know, you hear too much stuff on the news all the time. But by this... Amen. Well, they know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Come on down here to John chapter number 15 and 12. Oh, I'm doing good already. Wouldn't you agree? Can't hear nobody helping pastor on today. Amen. Love one another. That's how they'll know that you're saved. Amen. Not just because you look the part. Amen. There's a whole lot of us who look, have it on the outside and got it all together. Amen. But how do we conduct ourselves in our relationships with each other? Amen. That is so important. Amen. A lot of times we look at our relationship, vertical relationship between us and God, but he's looking at how our horizontal relationships, how we are treating each other. That is hugely important. And you know what? We've heard that across this pulpit so many times. Amen. Um, but you're going to get it again on tonight. You know why? Because just because knowing something and doing something is two different things. Y'all hear that? Knowing and doing two different things. So y'all about to eat these green beans on tonight. Mama, daddy, we had green beans last week. Eat these green beans. Boy, be quiet. All right. Love one another. <laughs> oh, we had chicken. Well, we had chicken last week or yesterday. Eat this chicken again. Amen. I mean, you need it. Amen. This is some protein down in this message. On Love is going to get something that's going to stick to your ribs and help you in your interactions with each other. Amen. Might teach it again on next week just to make somebody mad. Amen. And if you look too mad, I'll teach it again a third week. We'll do a whole series on it. <laughs> we ain't going to never get out of uh, this series. All right. Y'all better look happy. All right. John... <laughs> John 15 and 12. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Amen. All right. So he has loved us. We've been uh, recipients of love. Therefore, we ought to be able to extend love to other people. All right. We've talked about this before as well. Romans 12 and 9. I can remember in a recent Bible class making a um, column for this scripture. Let love be without dissimulation, all right? So don't let it be a phony type of love, all right? Abhor that which is evil. And what's the scripture say? Go ahead and read. All right, verse 10. All right, not slowful in business. Y'all see that? Man, you owe somebody something, hurry up and, you know, try to, you love them, you know, try to um, get, get them paid. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. There's some good stuff in here. Rejoicing in hope, rejoicing in hope, patient when you're going through, continuing instant in prayer. Uh, verse number 13, what's that say now? 
Uh-huh. Woo. Bold that. Giving to hospitality. All right? We're going to come back to that. Distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. In verse 13. Verse 14. Bless them which persecute you. Woo. Bless and curse not. Lord, help Jesus. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that we be able to identify, you know, you should be able to empathize with somebody else, sympathize, empathize, put yourself in their shoes from time to time. Amen. Be able to feel what they're going through, showing concern for somebody else. Amen. Love without dissimulation, real, genuine love, genuine love that, that flows out of Holy Ghost field people. Amen. Genuine love. Amen. That we could see already the Lord at work in Ruth's life. Amen. And she was as Moabite as how much more should this type of love and loyalty flow out of us. Amen. And if we really start to um, love this way, then I really feel like that we will be able to turn the page in our relationships. Amen. All right. Because some of us, we have broken relationships and, you know, some of us, we have trouble keeping friends and um, staying in, a, in alignment in our households with each other. All right. So let's work on those type of things on tonight. Romans chapter number 13. Uh, let's go ahead and go over there. Just turn the page a bit and let's go to verse number eight. Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. All right. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. All right. And that knowing this time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Amen. So if we see our salvation nearer than when we believe, it'd be best for us to start patching some stuff up, stop hate being hateful, stop being ugly. Amen. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Amen. Um, so the whole law. All right. You can just it's fulfilled in that. Amen. That you uh, we love God and that we love our neighbor. Amen. As ourselves. Didn't Jesus say something to that effect. Huh? All right. Good. All right. Uh, let's go over here. First John, chapter number three. And verse number 10, I'll wait for you all. You can when you find it, just say amen. Or if it's on the screen. Amen. All right. Uh, all the children of the devil, can you please identify yourself and wear a T-shirt so we know who you are? <laughs> you, you know, usually children of the devil don't wear no T-shirt. They just blend on in everybody else with their long pants and long skirts on and they no earrings and no makeup. And they blend on in with the saints. Amen. But still, nonetheless, children of the devil. Amen. So, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to tell you, you know, I'm just helping you. All right. They don't wear no they don't wear no identification card. You know, say I'm a child of the devil. <laughs> you know, ain't like they just come in here with a, a sign up. Let you know, you know, they just the, the wheat and the tear. They grow up together. Amen. Amen. How many people want to be the wheat? How many people want to be the tear? No, <laughs> I didn't think y'all did. All right. First John three and ten. In this is the children of God. In this, the children of God are manifest. What's the rest of us say? In the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he. All right. 
For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Now, don't love like Cain, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. All right, let's keep going. We're doing good. Let's travel on down. Let's uh, go to 1 John chapter number 4. This is a, was a Sunday school song I remember um, learning. Beloved, let us love one another. Am I the only one? <laughs> the, uh, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth uh, <laughs> is born of God, and knoweth God. It is he that loveth not. Uh, no, it's not. The love is not. I need to look at the words. <laughs> All right. Uh, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Let me read that again. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. All right. Um, skip on down here and... Um, Verse number 11, I think this is good. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to do what? All right. Verse number 12. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God is in us and his love is perfected in us. Okay. Uh, we'll skip on down to verse number 20. Verse 20. If a man say, I love God. You don't love God? <laughs> if a man say, I love God. You know, it's more than a song. You know, sometimes we get it. We get the beat. We get the song, but we don't get love in our hearts. All right. You got that beat, you know, in your head and all that. But really get some love in your heart. Amen. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. If you hate your brother, you don't love God. <laughs> Y'all hear that? You ain't no way in the world you can sit there and say you love God and then you hate his children. Amen. Can't say that. All right. You know, be very, very careful what we do. He is a liar for he that loveth not his brother whom he have seen, you don't see, you see your brother, how can he love God whom he have not seen? All right? So we have to be very, very careful that we show love to each other. All right? Now, um, again, I want to go back uh, and just take my time for a minute. Uh, that first scripture that I gave tonight, uh, let me find it. Um, no, the other one I gave, it was before, after that, I think. A new commandment I give you that you love one another. Okay, the one about hearing, uh, shall you know that they are my disciples. Where is that? A John chapter number, what is it? Um, help me out. 13, in it? 34, a new commandment I give you. Oh, 35. John 13 and 35. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If you have love one to another, I want this church to be a loving church. Woo, I really want this church to be a loving church. I wish I could just download that into you. It used to be a little cartoon uh, when I was a little kid growing up uh, that would come on. It'd be Care Bears, Care Bears, Stare. Bing! And they would stick out their little chest and some love would just come across. Boy, I mean, it would be that big old ugly-looking critter on the side of the room. And Care Bear, stare. And they would line up. Boy, I wish I could just line us all up right here and just, yeah. 
<laughs> Care Bear, stare. <laughs> or share, is it share? <laughs> stare, stare. Or sh- I thought it was stare. Share, stare, whatever. Stare or stare. Boy, and then, I mean, it would just break them down. You know, they would get to sharing or staring or whatever they was doing, and that little, that little glow would come out of their chest, and that little monster would just get pushed back. Boy, that would be just so wonderful if we can just do that type of thing, you know. Uh, boy, and I'm, I'm, what I'm concerned about is that uh, I don't want this church just to be so spiritual uh, that we don't, we don't love people. I mean, you know, I'm serious about that. And I want to say this as delicately as I can, but, you know, I, you know, I would hate for us to be speaking in tongue type of folk, but then can't speak to each other. I, I'd hate for us to be, you know, uh, you know, shouting all the time and all this type of things, but we just, we just can't get along with each other. Uh, you know, we have these articulate, beautiful prayers, you know, and then by the time then you still just can't speak to people, you know, you got to be unkind and, you know, uh, oh, I've heard people before. Lord have mercy. I never I was newly saved and I never forget hearing one particular saint. Boy, they got behind that mic and they prayed so good and so tough. I mean, that prayer was just I mean, I was like, Lord, have mercy. They was just have you heard somebody just pray so good? I mean, how did he string them words up like that? And I was just so impressed with that prayer. And then we went over somebody's house. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And that same saint, you know, that I heard praying so good. And, you know, it wasn't just what they said, but it was just the venom that you can feel in their spirit towards other people. And that concerned me. And it concerns me for this church. I just don't want us to ever be that way. We got a lot of loving people around here. Uh, I commend you for that. But I want to make sure that we, we stay in the, in the right um, in the right mindset, all right? Um, come over here with me to Matthew chapter number six, all right? Let me just give y'all this nice little whooping on tonight. I ain't even whooping hard. I'm just talking so friendly. <laughs> but we're going to swing this leather on tonight, amen? Amen. I ain't swinging no belt. We're going to swing this leather on tonight, amen? And hopefully that gets us in shape, even myself. Take heed, verse number one, Matthew six, that ye do, your, do not your alms before men. To be seen of them. Amen. Some folks just love to be in front of a microphone. I said that before. The only time you're anointed is when you got a mic in your hand. You know, the, you know this, this, the mic's not the anointing. You know, be, you can be anointed with no mic in your hand. Y'all know that? You know, you can praise the Lord. I, I love praise service leaders and things. I've said this before, that this praise God out here. Oh, I love seeing that. You know, don't just praise God with a mic. But when you're out there in the pews, still praising God. Amen. I love preachers. You know what I mean? It might, might not be your turn to preach, but yet I see them getting behind the other preachers. Amen. I, I like seeing that, you know. Amen. And, you know, it's just when they not just the living. Amen. Uh, what they're, they're practicing, what they preach, rather. Take heed that ye do, your, do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Mm. Verse number two, you read. Go ahead. Everybody, I'm finna pray. I'm going on a long fast. By the time I get off this fast, I'm gonna be skin and bones, everybody. I'm doing this for the Lord, you know. All right, let me just announce what I'm finna. Everybody, look, look how much money I'm about to give in the offering. Hello, get over the PA system, you know, right now. Agape, I'm on 
all kinds of auxiliaries, you know, and you're just announcing everything, doing it to be seen, all right? Therefore, when thou doest thy alms, do not, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. All right, verse number three, go ahead, you read. All right, four. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. Now, how are the hypocrites? For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Come on, verse 6, that's your verse. You read. So there's two rewards that are here. You can get the reward of man or you can get the reward of God. How many people want the reward of man? How many people want the reward of God? <laughs> I know that's right. All right, verse number seven. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. How many people know it ain't about just how articulate you are in your prayer, how beautifully you string your words together. And I mean, you might just be stu just stuttering and you know, might not know all the words to say as you put this prayer together. But God, he hears prayer, I'm telling you, and he will hear a sincere prayer. Amen. It don't even have to be no long, long, long prayer that you praying with, a, you know, just a whole bunch of just vain repetitions and all that type of stuff. You know, just come before the Lord and just as humbly as you know how and uh, just just begin to magnify him and praise him and just talk to God. I mean, you ain't got to get on your knees and sound like some uh, uh great preacher, you know, you up there trying to sound like T.D. Jakes or somebody in your prayer as you know, who are you trying to impress? You know, in your prayer, just go ahead and just talk to the Lord like you're talking to somebody. How many people know that God hears you? Amen. Elder White, I saw your hand raised. Yes, sir. All right, sir. That behooves me to make sure there's nothing going on in my heart against anybody. And, you know, iniquity can just creep up on you. You don't even realize it's there. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that that scripture came that this morning, and now you're talking about prayer. If we want to be heard, we can't go to iniquity in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's good. Good other white. Amen. Anybody else have anything to say about that? Uh, okay, if not, let's, uh, you know, this just came back to me. This is hot off the press. Um, where, let's go over here to 1 Kings chapter number 18. It is, kind of correlates with that. Um, some of you all know where at least I'm trying to go. Uh, if you know where I'm trying to go, help me find it. Um, let me see here. Now, these are with these at the prophets of Baal in that 18, 1 Kings 18, I think. Is that right? Uh, um, all right, verse 25, 26, 1 Kings 18. Um, okay, I, I love this. Is this, this would be good for us to read. 
And um, let's see here. Everybody go to 17. Mm. All right. Um, let's go to verse 24. We'll just start there. All right. So the prophets of Baal, we know all this about Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Let's just kind of use this as, a, as a, a way of driving this point home a little bit. Verse number 24. And call ye on the names of your gods. This is Elijah talking, I believe. And I will call on the name of the Lord. Now you call on your gods, prophets of Baal. Now it's just me and I'm going to call on the name of the Lord and the Lord that answereth by fire. Let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first. For ye are many and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon. I mean, they were just praying all day long. Y'all see that morning till noon. All right. They praying. Baal! Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And then they began to leap on all. Baal, I don't think you heard me. Oh, Baal, cry out. And then here, look what Elijah says. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah, what did he do? Began to mock him. <laughs> that probably made him mad. And said, cry aloud. For he is a God, either he's talking, maybe he's talking to somebody, maybe he had an appointment, for he is pursuing, or he is in journey, or pre-adventure pre he, sleep, he sleepeth, and must be awakened. And they cried aloud, and then look what they did. They really carrying on now, all right, and they start cutting themselves. After the manner with knives and lances to the blood gushed out upon them. I mean, they just really having a whole temper tantrum trying to get bail. And it came to pass when midday was passed, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. So they're carrying on all day long, all, all the way till the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any to regard it. Now check out Elijah. And Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. All right, he got it all together. All right, now look at his prayer. Where's his prayer? I mean, it's just like, it's one verse. Uh, verse number 37, I, I believe it is. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord thy God, Lord God, and that thou hast turned their back, their heart back again. Now that's his prayer. Then fire of the Lord fell. I mean, isn't that something? I mean, this man, it wasn't a lot of vain repetitions. It wasn't a lot of showboating. It wasn't no cutting, you know. It wasn't no screaming and hollering and temper tantrums and acting a fool and, you know, and, and, and foaming at the mouth and everything else. All he did was he had a relationship with God. Amen. Had faith and he prayed that simple prayer and fire fell from heaven. Amen. Amen. So that, that just goes to show y'all, you know, it's not all about us just showboating and all those type of things. Just a, just our prayer before the Lord. The Lord can hear um, these things. Amen. God is concerned. Amen. Not just about us um, being saved in just in just in, in, uh, in just as a show. It's, it's the way that we treat each other. It's, it's a heart matter. Amen. He's more concerned about some of these things that we're so concerned about. I mean, I want to impress God. I don't know about you all, but I would much rather God be impressed with me to get a reward from God than get the reward of man. Amen. Because I'm telling you what, God pays a lot better than what men do. Can somebody give the Lord praise right there? Amen. 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 You know, some of these folks, I mean, listen, we, we, 
We know how to showboat in the microphone, or we know how to do all these things, but what do we do with each other? Amen. We got to show love. Now, let me go back and just kind of tie all this and marry this all together. Now, how in the world am I going to marry Elijah and Ruth and um, what I just talked about and what I got to talk about together? I'm going to try to tie a nice little bundle them all up in a nice package, and I'm going to try to tie a little bow around it for you all so you can understand where I'm going. Uh, Let's go back to Romans chapter number 12. Come on, Holy Ghost. Help me out on tonight. All right. Amen. Romans 12 and verse number 13. What does it say we should do? Now, first, verse 12 and 9. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. And honor preferring one another. Then going back down to verse number 13. Distributing to the necessity of the saints and giving to hospitality. Y'all hear that? Given to hospitality. The saints ought to be given to hospitality. Amen. All right. Now, let's go on back over here to the book of Ruth. All right. Now, let's see. Anybody here? Let's do a little quiz right now. Let me get you involved in this. Uh, how, give me an example in the book of Ruth of somebody showing some hospitality as I get back there myself in Ruth. Anybody know? Think real hard. No answers? All right. We need to read a little bit. All right. Let's go to... Uh, Chapter number, let's see, let's go to chapter number two. All right. There was a man, a man by the name of who? Boaz. Now, and what did Boaz do for Ruth? All right. Now, first of all, Ruth started off showing some kindness. Naomi had nothing to give this girl, but yet she stayed loving and she stayed loyal. And I bet she didn't see this next blessing coming. Oh, whoo. Didn't see it coming. Verse number, y'all forgot my message on Sunday. All right, God's got some blessings for us. Amen. And you, I don't even think all you all see what God's about to do for this church and what he's about to do in your life. I had one person that caught it. Anybody in here receive it? But notice the character of those who received the blessing. Wasn't even looking for a blessing. Wasn't looking for, to receive anything in return. Naomi, I'm going to stick with you. And the Lord blessed her. She didn't even see it coming. Now, if some of you all would just get your heart together and get your character in order, I guarantee you the Lord will bless you as well. But there's a prerequisite, amen, before you receive a blessing. There's some things that we got to do. So Ruth's out here taking care of Naomi, and little did she know the Lord saw her. My God. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. Verse number two, and Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him whose sight I, have find, I shall find grace. And she said unto her, go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the fields after the reapers and her hap. Y'all see that? And her hap. In other words, she just wandered in this field was to light on the part of the field belonging unto Boaz. Now, I hear the scripture in here, but I believe in the divine providence of the Lord. The Lord, he is leading you, directing you. He He is a lamp unto your feet, amen, a light unto your pathway. He is directing. Anybody believe that their steps are ordered by the Lord? Amen. You can't beat God's giving. You know, when you lend to the poor, you give to somebody. You can't beat God's giving, amen? All right. Now, there's a scripture that talks about when we, we lend to the poor, we lendeth unto God. Amen. All right. 
uh, who was her kindred of Elimelech. All right, verse number four. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto the servant that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? Hmm. Sorry, he noticed her. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. All right, verse number eight. Y'all read for a little while. Give me about three verses. Come on, read real good. Don't go nowhere. I got you, girl. You stay right here in this field. All right. Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Stay over here by my maidens. These girls that are over here gleaning, you can lean right along. I don't care if you was a Moabitess. I don't care about your backstory. Amen. Come on, you come over here with them. I don't care if you feel like you don't belong here. You belong right here. Verse 9, go ahead. And all these young men around you, they better not touch you. This is, this is Boaz. Boaz. He's a shot caller. All right? Y'all brothers call him a baller. Baller, shot caller, whatever. All right, keep on reading. Come on. Uh-huh. Check this out. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense, recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. She didn't even see it coming. My God. All right, keep on going. Then she said, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord. You read. Go ahead. All right, and so then Boaz makes a whole little meal for her and all these things. And then um, maybe sometime next week we're going to get into this um, about uh, the marriage uh, between Boaz and Ruth. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, let's go down here to uh, chapter number three. Let's read a little bit of chapter number three. Y'all bored? Y'all all right? Doing all this reading tonight? Y'all all right? Real good? You good? Okay, then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, my daughter... Shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? You know, in other words, let me find you somebody, all right? And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he went with barley tonight in the threshing floor. Verse number three, you read. Wash up. Don't go in there stinking. Some of y'all want a man. <laughs> you need to take this verse. Wash up. <laughs> Don't go there stinking. And what's the next part say? Anoint thee. Put some lotion on. Put some perfume on. Do something to smell good. Wash up. You know, take shower. Don't come in here right out the field. Now, Ruth, come on, baby girl. Then that's just, let me take you to the side for a minute. Now, you want, you know, I'm going to try to, I'm looking out for you right now. 
You go in there and you take care of yourself. Turning the page in our relationships. Amen. Now, you done came out of Moab. In Moab, they might have done things one way. All right. But over here on this side, in holiness, we do things another way. All right. Now, I'm not just talking about just natural cleansing of ourselves as well, but the way that we interact, the way that Ruth probably interacted with men, the way that she got her man over in Moab, it probably ain't going to be the same way that she would do it over here on this side. Now, I don't really have to say a whole lot after this because some of us in here, maybe you've been out in the world, and while you were in the world, you conducted yourself in one manner, but when you come over in holiness, there's another way that we conduct ourselves. Can I get an amen from somebody in here? I ought to be able to get a whole lot of amens. We shouldn't be the same the way that you conduct and dated and, you know. And, I mean, come on. We, over in holiness, don't we date anticipate, anticipating that that thing is going to go somewhere? We don't just all of a sudden just run around through the church and just this one and that one and this 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 one and, you know, and all this type of stuff. We don't do all that. Amen? I mean, we're, you should be, if you are dating or if you're courting, rather, then you should be, it should be with the purpose of you one day getting involved in a marriage. Hello? Not just run around here being a little Pentecostal playboy, breaking heart, little heartbreakers and all that mess. We ain't going to have that around here. Hello? Y'all better say something. Please rescue me because I got to keep going. It's going to get real ugly and messy fast if y'all don't start helping me. Tell you not because there's some mess I can't have in here. Amen. And I, ain't, I might not have this all the way prepared, so I'm just going to have to go on down this road right now and blaze a trail if we need to. Amen. But we can't have certain things going on in the house of God. Amen. The way that you worked yourself in the world, amen, ain't the way that you do things over here on this side. Turn the page. Come out of Moab now. We're doing things different. Amen? All right. Now, um, okay, so that's good enough today. But one, one thing I love about this story is just the beautiful uh, hospitality that I saw not only in Boaz, but I saw it in Ruth. Now, Ruth, she showed hospitality in her own little way. She didn't have nothing. Don't tell me you can't, you can't show hospitality. You might not have hardly nothing at all, but you, you can still be hospitable. Amen. You might not have nothing at all. You and her and Naomi didn't even have a pillow to uh, lay their head on. But at the same time, they had each other and Ruth was going to do whatever she needed to do. You know what, Naomi? I'm not going to notice Naomi went out there working in the fields. You know that? You know, Naomi, she said, you know, you just sit over here, Mom. I'm going to be right back. Let me go out here and work in these fields. That's all that she can do. And when she came back home, it's like Naomi had been, what had Naomi been doing? Naomi may be getting her rest or whatnot. Maybe she couldn't do that. But because she did that, the Lord honored her. Amen. The Lord blessed her. Now, Boaz had a lot more, amen, to give. And so you see out of his abundance how he gave. All right. Now, let's talk about this just for a minute. Hospitality. What is that? Generous and, and friendly treatment of visitors and guests. Now, uh, y'all city folks don't know nothing about no southern hospitality. Anybody here from the south? Lord, him. All right. New Orleans, uh, did that really count? New Orleans, how y'all act down there? Now, is that y'all treat people like that with that southern type of hospitality over in New Orleans? Really? Okay, now when I think of, now I think New Orleans, that's, that's deep south now. Okay, we give you that. All right, now explain that to me, somebody, southern hospitality. You know, come in here, sit up on my porch. Now, I'm going to give you a nice big glass of sweet tea, and it's going to be some good tea too, you know. Sit on down here and, take, and put your feet up for a minute. I'm going to take care of you. Elder White, yes, sir. 
and we went to his hometown, his mother and father, and they treated me as if they've been knowing us for years. You know, breakfast and biscuits and pork chops and chicken. <laughs> All right. I mean, they brought us Christmas gifts. I mean, we didn't tell this. Come on we here. going to visit with him, but they treated us so well. Mm -hmm. I mean, are, are you okay? You need an extra blanket? You need an extra pillow? Mm -hmm. what, what's wrong with these people? Mm -hmm. But that was the kind, I wasn't used to that. Mm -hmm. You know, but that was the kind of love that this brother's family had. And mm -hmm. every time we go down there, they always treat us the same way. Yeah, just kind. Just a kind, uh, just a sincere type of, you know, kind. And you could tell some people, not just showboating or anything like that. This is just how they are. Not even thinking, of, not trying to get nothing in return. You know, said they ain't going to set the glass of sweet tea down and, and then have their hand out. That's $1.25. If you want ice, that's $1.50. <laughs> they ain't going to dig it that way. Sister Brown, yes, ma'am. All right. Well, that's all right, too. I would hear stories about conventions of, of days old, you know, when the saints couldn't afford to have uh, hotels and all these things, and they would just stay in each other's houses, amen? And you know why? Because people were hospitable. You know, nowadays we're just so closed off to each other and everything. Let's go here real, real fast. To it. I got to get down the road here. Leviticus 19 and 33. Leviticus 19 and 33. And if a stranger sojourn with thee in your land, ye shall not vex him. All right? But the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and thou shalt love him as thyself. For ye, don't forget, ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. All right? Amen? Uh, don't forget about you all. All right, that's Old Testament, somebody might say. Let's go over here to Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 13. That's Old Testament. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, I can't hear nobody helping me, are what? Made nigh by the blood of Jesus. All right, verse, next verse, please. Our peace, who hath made both one and the middle wall of partition between us. Amen. All right. Now, let's stay in the Old Testament for a minute and go back here to Genesis chapter number 18. Let's talk about some uh, examples of people being hospitable. All right. Genesis 18. Um, and this is a story um, about Abraham and um, the strangers that came to his house that day. All right. Be careful how you entertain strangers for some have entertained angels unaware. Amen. Before you be like, no, you can't come around here. You ain't getting none of my iced tea. You better be careful. You better be careful. You better not. Don't miss your blessing. Come on now. All right. Naomi might not have nothing right now, but Ruth, keep on loving her. Come on, Ruth. Come on, show her some hospitality. Love her. Do right by her. Be loyal. Amen. Don't always have your hand out. Amen. Because you just never know. Amen. Every, you know, everybody with money don't always look like they got money. To be honest with you, a lot of folks who do have money don't go around here wearing it, you know, and just showing you and flashing it. Amen. All right. Uh, it was one of one show that they anybody watched that show that came on uh, about the CEO that went around to the company or something like that. What was it called? 
undercover boss, and he would come in there, yeah, and they didn't even know, and he would just kind of watch how they were doing. All right, undercover boss, you don't know. What if Jesus come knocking on your door? Y'all hear that? Jesus come knocking on your door. Somebody said, well, I've, I've never had the opportunity to entertain Jesus. Well, well have you? You know, in, in as much as you did it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Maybe we ought to go there. Uh, let me, uh, maybe we should go there. Uh, Matthew 25. We'll go back to Abraham and Sarah in a minute here. 25 and 37. Then shall the righteous answer, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, go ahead, you read, inasmuch, come on, verse 40. All right, let's sit there for a minute because I didn't read that, that good enough for me. Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Now, try to figure out what that means and then somebody just get back with me. Let's take a pause for a minute in the class right now and maybe just talk to somebody beside you for a minute and then come up with an answer. What's that mean? And I need somebody just to really break that down and explain that to us. Inasmuch as ye've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Anybody know? I'll give you a minute. Y'all ain't talking. Anybody know? If I walk around and interview somebody, I ain't messing with you today, Sister Donna. <laughs> I'm going to walk right past just to make her mad. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Sister Summers, yes, ma'am. What's that mean? There is um, a place where senior citizens can go to get food. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't need it, so I go on occasion All right. and get a car full of food and give it to somebody. Okay. And that's a beautiful way of you helping other people out. Amen. Because maybe somebody needed that and didn't have the means or transportation to go get it, and so you helped them out. But somebody else in here, what's that mean? Sister Brianna, thank you. If you do it to, it said the least of these, my brothers, or the people that we, look, we can look down upon, the people who we don't consider high in society, when you're doing things for them, it's just as if you did it for Jesus himself. Come on. There you go. That's good. Excellent. Let's give her a hand. Amen. All right. Going back here real quick. I got to get down the road. I got 15 minutes, and I'm about, I'm about to knock this out of the park, if y'all help me. Uh, Genesis 18 and 1. Amen. All right. Let's open up. Let's be more hospitable. Amen. Let's be that church that really loves folk to life. Um, in the history of this church, there have been certain families that came from out of town. And when they got here, uh, you know, didn't always have a place to go after church. And there was various ones in this place. Anybody remember those days? Anybody? I got a few people in here that remember those days um, that um, they would come over to different saints' houses and things. I mean, saints from uh, Cassopolis um, would come down. I would hear, hear stories about that and how the saints were hospitable to them. I think that's a beautiful thing. All right, let's check this out. Um, Genesis chapter number 18 and verse number 1. Don't miss your blessing, saints. When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people... Uh, am I in the right place? No, Lord, I'm already in Exodus, Lord Jesus. But actually, that's good. Actually, hold on. Let me, hold on real fast. That, no, actually, hold on. Uh, 
Hold on. Just a second real quick, because I think that was another scripture that I wanted to get. Um, anyway, I hear you, Lord. Because um, I was actually thinking about that scripture earlier. Hold on. Y'all going to have to just be mad at me for a minute, because I'm a, I know. I'm fine. <laughs> um You know, no, that's good because Jethro actually gave him some good advice. And I was just talking to somebody about that. Is it 13? And it came to pass tomorrow that Moses said, said to judge the people and the people stood. I like, oh, no, that ain't what I wanted. 14. You know, I, I just loved how at one point he, his father said, get some help. Where is that, 18 and 14? And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening? Even I hear you, Holy Ghost. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. Then they have, and when they have a matter, they come unto me. I didn't even have this in my notes. Y'all see, I just I messed up and just read this. I thought I messed up, but this I feel like this is the Lord. And when they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another, and I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Check this out. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is what? Huh? That was surely what? What? Help the pastor out. Please read better than this, y'all. Thou will what? Surely wear away. Y'all not going to kill me. All right. Both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee, for thou art not able to perform thyself alone. Hearken now unto my people. I will give thee counsel and God shall be with thee. Be, um, be thou for the people to Godward that thou mayest bring the cause unto God. All right. Um, let's see here. And then he tells him to take. Give me that part where he tells him what to do. In other words, he says to get some help. Now, here's what I want to say. Now, since the, the Lord just kind of brought that out in tonight's Bible class, uh, I want to say that I can't do this by myself. Some of y'all going to have to open up your house and have some home Bible studies. Y'all hear that? Yeah, I didn't hear nobody getting excited about that. Some of you all going to have to bring in some of these new people who, who might not know the apostles' doctrine, and you might have to make a little glass of iced tea and sit down with the word and rightly divide the word with them. Amen? Because one thing I'm noticing is that there are people that I just can't always reach. Amen? And I'm going to have to have some help out there in the pews, y'all reaching some people out there. Amen? There are some people who all they need, they don't necessarily need any more word, but they need a connection. Y'all hear that? They need a family to be a part of. You know what impressed me when I saw different ones at that time that I said all the families stand together. And then I noticed different ones that didn't have families. Amen. Attaching themselves to other people. I need some help and I need some people to open up to be hospitable. I would love to be able to start small groups in this church. Amen. To make sure that everybody has that just that uh, intimate connection and fellowship. Amen. That's what it said they did in the Acts chapter number two. I tried to bring it out on Sunday morning, how they broke bread from house to house. They were in the temple, but they broke bread from house to house. Oh, I would love for us to have that type of love. Amen. Where we would just open up our homes to other people and bring them in. Amen. And wouldn't it be nice if you had some saints gathering and you know good and well you got somebody living in your neighborhood. Amen. And maybe, for instance, if you would just tell them, they wouldn't come over for a home Bible study if you just invite them. But 
if you just ask them, you know, there's some saints that are gathering at my house. Why don't you come on over here and meet with us on today? Don't you know they, they would probably come over a lot more? Uh, uh, I know for me, if you just invited me by myself, but if I saw a group of ga- a gathering of other people, I might be more, you know, open to maybe attending a Bible class that was in your home. Amen. Some people don't want to come to this church at all, but they'll come over and just sit on your porch. Y'all hear me? They'll go over to Starbucks and sit in there with you and just have a coffee with you. Amen? Amen. Well, amen. All right. I tried, Lord. Please, Jesus, help me, Lord. I've got 10 minutes, Lord. I'm going to need you to help me, Lord. All right. Genesis chapter number 18. We're going there. That's where I wanted to go. Now, check out what happened. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he re- now, what he could have done when he saw three men is done what some of us do. All right, turn off the lights and close all the blinds. I don't know who that is. Somebody in here, look at the, uh, look at the what's the little doorbell y'all got now? <laughs> look at the ring doorbell. I don't know him. Lord. Some of y'all will miss your blessing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we got to be more. We got to be careful as we see these last days approaching. Amen. I know that we live in perilous times. I know um, we got some crazy folks out there. Amen. But even still, I believe you got the Holy Ghost of the Lord to lead you. He'll guide you. Amen. He'll help you. Amen. Amen. Some of us, we just too closed off. We have to be impactful. We have to be effective. Amen. We got to be at least open enough and put your guard down enough to be able to reach somebody. Come on. Anybody believe the Lord will watch over you and protect you and keep you? Come on. You can't even smile at nobody. Your neighbors, come on, shame on you. Your neighbors don't even know who you are. You've been living in that neighborhood for 15 years and they don't know who you are. Come on. They ought to know you. Amen. And your house shouldn't be the most raggedy one on the block either. Amen. You the one they always call. The reason they don't know you is because you're the dirty one. You the one they got to worry about with roaches. You the one that they call the home the the homeowners association on and all that stuff. No, the saints shouldn't be living that way. Come on, y'all better start saying something in here. Saints ought to be the ones that are representing. Amen. In that neighborhood, letting your light shine. Amen. Amen. Put a smile on your face. Amen. I, I remember Sister Lovely. I see you sitting back there. I don't mean mamas in the morning, dropping their kids off at Snacks Crossing Elementary School. Praise God, he brought me out. Won't he bring you out? <laughs> I'm telling you what, you know, there was something different about Sister Lovely. Sister Lovely, she was sweet. She was sweet as she can be. Drop a little destiny off. Have a blessed day. I remember her, and I, and I didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. Never would have thought, amen, that she would be in this place. Come on, can we give the Lord some praise? Amen. And I'm telling you, I've tried to be, and Sister Lovely probably had me beat in the, in the area of being nice, because I don't know how I always came off, when I, you know. <laughs> but I tried, I tried, Sister Lovely. Thank you for forgiving me, amen. All right, but you know, I, I thank God for that. You know, and you never know, just a, a small gesture of kindness just a little hospitality, just warm, just being a, a, a little bit more warm, amen, to other people, amen? Can't just always be, I know some of y'all are some prayer warriors, but why don't you be a smile warrior? <laughs> My God, you know, I know some of y'all, y'all be fasting almost every day of the week, but some of y'all need to go out to eat, you know, go eat and invite somebody, Lord. I mean, come on. We, we, have to, we have to reach people. 
You know, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm almost just appealing to this congregation now because I feel like there's a blessing coming. And I'm like, Lord, how are we going to do this? And I feel like, Lord, I don't even know how. I, I, I don't know. that we, This church, we've been working. We've been praying. We've been doing our part. And you can't tell me that God, all this we're doing is going to go unnoticed. I feel like the Lord is going to bless us. Amen. And he's going to send folks in. Um, and I'm just going to need some other people to take people under your wing and under their wing. Amen. And to bring them in and to teach them the ways of the Lord. Amen. And we need the, uh, the fathers to be fathers to other people outside of your household. Some of you mothers in the Lord, amen, take some of these young girls, amen. I mean, I know y'all just waiting on me to have call the saints meeting, all these things. And I'm not telling y'all, listen, first thing that we, y'all, we trying to do all the time is snatch somebody's, uh, snatch, put, throw a skirt on somebody and snatch their earrings out. You know, no, let's work on some other things first, amen. Show some kindness and some love to some people. And come on now and just mentor them, amen, and be patient with them, all right? Amen. But they need you to take them under their under their arms. Amen. And they got to be uh, you have to have a bigger goal than just that. All right. Amen. Say, I'm not taking nothing back. I'm not. I'm not. We got bigger fish to fry. Amen. Y'all worried about the small little details, some of that stuff. But, you know, some things, you know, that that come in time, you know, but other things, you know, I'm more so worried about the, the inside of a man. God look not on the outward. He's looking on the heart of people. Amen. And sometimes it takes time for the outward appearance to catch up to the heart. But God got a way of performing heart surgery on people. My God, he'll come in this place. Hallelujah to God. And God knows how to just transform from the inside out, not from the outside in. Amen. That's what a lot of us want to do from work from the outside in. Amen. But God gives on the inside of people. Amen. He deals with them. Amen. And God got a way of just letting that person's whole countenance light up. Amen. My God. Somebody give God praise today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Now, I can't do all this, so you're just going to have to take notes right now. Let me give you some of these things to read. Uh, Genesis chapter number 19, I can talk about Lot and about how Lot opened his doors to some people that seemed strangers. Them, them strangers that were end up being angels that got him out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Y'all hear that? I can tell you about um, Genesis chapter number 24, um, Abraham's servant. Um, he was welcomed into Rebecca's home. Rebecca didn't see that coming, you know. She didn't know nothing about how, you know, that was Abraham had Isaac. He was looking for a wife, you know, and then she was just nice enough, you know, and hospitable enough. They had been praying, amen, amen, and she was hospitable. There's a blessing in us being hospitable, amen. I believe that actually is a prerequisite to us being blessed. Uh, Moses is welcomed by the priest of Midian in Exodus chapter number 2 and 20. If you remember that story about how all them um, girls was out feeding the camels and things, and all of a sudden the guys wouldn't let them come to drink or something like that and gave them a hard time. And Moses started, you know, messing around. He, he defended the women. And then, you know, they came on back home to, uh, to uh, their house, and their father was like, well, where is this man? You know, and so they opened up the doors and brought Moses in. And who would have thought that Moses would have been this great leader who would deliver the people? You don't know. Amen. That little person that you take under your wing. Amen. You don't know. You might feel like you're doing an insignificant act and just showing them a little kindness, amen, or fixing them a little glass of tea or just encouraging them in the Lord. But you don't know who that, what that person is going to grow up to become or go on to do. Come on, somebody. My God. 
Hallelujah. Judges, we can go talk about Manoah. Um, he receives the angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we could talk about, um, don't t- come on here, Rahab. Rahab, she might have been a prostitute, but she sure was a hospitable prostitute. <laughs> She brought in them spies, amen, and because she brought those spies in and she covered for them, look what the Lord did for her, spared her and her whole household. Amen. Come on here. You better learn how to open up your doors sometime. Amen. Whatever you got to do to get the house in order. Amen. And I'm telling you, some of us in here, you might be embarrassed of your space or your place. Amen. You might not have a whole lot. I can remember a time I've told you the story before. Me and Mike didn't have hardly nothing. Amen. But we had some friends over. We'd be all, all right. Said Indian style. Lord, God bless you. You'd be all right. Come on, you don't want to sit on the floor. We got this. We pull out one of the fold-up chairs. You know, her mama had came over. Sister Sally gave us this little card table and two little fold, fold-up chairs. And that little table was just as rickety as it could be, but it had a nice little flower and tablecloth on it from Sister Sally. You know, and that's, it was all right. And then if you didn't want to be there, bye. You know, <laughs> you know, if you're too good to come over and, if, you know, and I went about to go broke into debt trying to impress people. I didn't. I didn't. I, we bought that first little blue couch from the... Uh, uh, garage sale. They had that rope. It had a rope. It was on. That was a style back in them days. But it had a rope on the bottom. That rope kept falling off. <laughs> we pinned that little rope back up on that thing and just kept on pushing. Amen. All right. But you know what? The Lord has blessed me since then. Amen. The Lord has blessed me. And he ain't done blessing me. I don't know about you. I feel like I got some blessings I don't even see coming. This ain't it for me. Anybody in here feel like that? It ain't it for me. Amen. My God. All right. Uh, I can go and talk about uh, in Judges, the shelter is given to the Levite. I can talk about um, hospitality shown to David and his people, Um, the widow. uh, What about that widow who made a little place for Elijah to stay? Yeah, I remember that, how that prophet would come by and she said, well, we're going to make a little table, a little bed for you to stay, give you a little candle and something up there. And because she did that, the Lord remembered her. Amen. And that woman, she didn't. What do you have? And she didn't even want anything. Wasn't looking for anything in return. They had been barren for years, probably wasn't even thinking about that. They thought that that was beyond um, the Lord's. They probably thought it was over in that regard for them. But the Lord knew otherwise. Amen. The Lord saw something better for them. And next thing you know, she has a child. Uh, Let's see here. What else I can talk about? I think I done drove that home, that point home. Should I let y'all go or should I just keep on trying to go real quick? Let's just put this up and then I'm gonna let you go. And get out of here. I think I've, uh, I've made my case on tonight. Uh, Hebrews 13 and 2, we'll end with that one. Um, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but let's go ahead and end with that one. All right, you all read that tonight. Be not. Amen, amen. All right, you all, let's give the Lord some praise on tonight. All right, I tried my best to kind of marry all those things together. Now, next week, um, um, and I just brought that out with Ruth on tonight. You know, Ruth, the Lord rewarded her because of her kindness, because of her love to her mother-in-law. She didn't have, she could have done the same thing that Orpah did. Now, Orpah is sitting somewhere in Moab right now. Or, you know, and Orpah probably didn't have nearly, uh, we don't even talk about Orpah no more. You know, no, we don't talk about Orpah, we always talk about Ruth. Now, who knows what happened to Orpah as she went back into Moab. But Ruth, because she stayed faithful, Ruth, because she was loyal, Ruth, because she showed love, the Lord did not forget about her, and the Lord hadn't forgot about you all. Go ahead and stand with me right now. I'm going to ask the officials to come at this time. Amen. I'm so excited about what God is doing. 
Oh, I wish I could uh, tell a testimony. After we got done praying on Sunday night, I felt like the Holy Ghost just came in this place and just wrecked this place. And then I already have some, I have some good news, but I ain't going to steal nobody else's testimony. I, I wish I could. I almost feel like intercepting that testimony. Hey, Amen. Anybody got a quick testimony that you want to leave before we go? Elder White, yes, sir. Yes, I have a testimony about my job. I was going through some situations on the job. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I got to October 8th, I was telling her, I was, you know, just dealing with people, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the boss came on Monday right after the message and was telling me, basically, I called him on Friday and told him the situation. You know, I said, I'm not going to go home stress with this job. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I said, you put me somewhere else, basically. So, you know, he said, I'm going to work with you on Monday. You come in, don't go in on Monday. And he was telling me some stuff. He said, in so many words, what you want to do? Well, I said, well, I want this done, I want that done, and I want that done. He said, well... Y'all don't have to do it. You don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I thank God that that was causing me to be depressed. I'm just been honest. Yeah. God moved that thing. Yeah. Come on. And, and, and I mean, it's just been glory, glory, hallelujah all week. So I want to thank God for that, that curve. I didn't, I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that he was going to come down, you know, and talk to me. Now, he's the boss. But God is the boss over the boss. Come on. And he heard my prayer, and I want to thank him that he loosed he loosed that burden that I was carrying. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I cried and I prayed and I cried and I prayed. Come on. Even when the brother was singing uh, that song at that funeral. You know, he sung that song and I'm like, Lord, I, you, you're talking to me, Lord. But God came through and thank God for the word. Thank God for allowing you to be used by him. Amen. Elder White, we give God praise. Elder White, you've been faithful. I'm not surprised the Lord is blessing you. Sister uh, Sweetie, then we're going to take up this offering. Okay, so I really didn't see this coming. I Come on here. I didn't see it coming. I feel like the Lord blessing us. I'm telling you now, the blessings that can come to us can be more than what we even have the capacity to be able to hold. You and yourself, I want you to know, hear me. Please, please, I know you're standing a long time, but please hear me about this blessing right now. I'm telling you, God can give you some blessings that are going to mess, mess around and put you back in the classroom to figure out how to be a good steward over that blessing. That's how God can give you a blessing to fill your boat up so much so where you got to spill over into somebody else's boat. My God, 
I, why, God can give us some blessing that calls us to have to. Now, I'm talking about doing some ch- carpet changes and things around here. But God can give us a blessing cause us to have to knock out some walls. Amen. Amen. He can do exceeding abundantly above. Amen. I'm not even hoping for it, not even praying for it. Really, to be honest with you, I'm just as content as I can be. But if God wants to bless this place, who am I to stand in the way of what God would want to do? Can the church give God praise? How do, anybody really believe God on today? Amen. He'll give you more than you expected. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you.